What a way to reach into the community. Bless the city. And we are blessed already being with you. We thank the Lord for the time of praise today and worship. And we believe that God will increase even this time of worship with you. Because the Bible says that he lives among the praises of his people. That's where he is. And you know what's so exciting? God is here. He's not just somewhere out there. God is with us. The Bible even says that he who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. And this is one of my verses which Jeremy has heard many times already. He who is in us is greater than he that is in the world. Just uh, two and a half weeks ago, I came back from, from Poland. We do ministry there and uh, we help young pastors to develop their churches. And with some of these pastors, they're not even that young anymore. I met them 20 years ago, and they are just working in the communities where there are, is no evangelical church whatsoever. And sometimes they leave their family behind, they t pack up their belongings, the few they have, and they go into a new community, no friends, no family, nothing, and they just start to work for Jesus, and they gather people around them, they pray, God does wonderful things, and churches grow, and uh, people are saved. And, and I think about this one particular community where it's in Bauchen, and uh, that's uh, in southwestern Poland, and uh, they started approximately 20 years ago. There was a young man who just, well, he just read the Bible, nothing else. He was a youth leader in a Catholic church, and so he started to read the Bible. All of a sudden he said, I never heard this. I never knew that. Jesus saves. I need to receive him as my Lord and my Savior. And so he did. Young people gathered around him. He sent them. He gathered them to the Lord, and they gave their heart to Jesus. Next story, they started a church. Now, for the last several years, we helped them to also financially a little bit, and so they bought an old, old cinema. I looked at it the first time, and I thought, my goodness, you spent money on what? It looked terrible. It was impossible. And, well, you should see this place today. In June, they will have the opening service. And out of this one young man who read his Bible, there is now developing a regional church, not just uh, a church for their community, but they're reaching out into their neighborhood, into the surrounding uh, um, cities and, and towns, and God is doing a marvelous work there. And that's exciting to see how God just works all over the place. And, you know, God sometimes, God has humor. Do you know that? That God is, he gave us humor, so he, we, so he has humor. In, a, in one city, in, can you say with me the name? Kanjerjan Kozli. Anybody? <laughs> Forget it, it's okay. <laughs> uh, so he, so I was in Kinjerjan Kajle, and 
I felt in my heart I should ask the people to come to be prayed for healing. So people come up front. Okay, so you, you know you pray for people. Good. And there comes this lady. She, one, her, one of her legs is shorter than the other one. And she said, Pastor, can you pray for me that both of my legs are the same? I said, sure. I said to myself, oh dear, never prayed for that before. I wonder what's going to happen. I said, well, I said, hey, I better say B. I better start praying for her. So I said, lady, would you sit down? So she sat down. I lifted up her, her legs. And I said, Lord, 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 you got to help me with this one. So I, so I prayed, and all of a sudden, I saw this leg moving out. I said, wow, this is exciting. This is good. Amazing what God can do. And then that leg became longer than the other one. I said, ah, no, <laughs> that's not what I want. <laughs> and then it moved back. And the lady stood, stood up and said, praise God. God did a marvelous thing. You know, God has humor, but he does marvelous things. His promises, what did we sing? Oh, yes, and amen. They are, every promise in the book is mine. God wants to do marvelous things in our midst. God is a mighty God, the almighty God. He never changed what he did at the time when Jesus was on this earth. He will do the same in our midst today. You know, sometimes we say, God, would you come? Would you come? It's actually the wrong emphasis because he promised us that he is with us. He said, I will be with you. Where two or three are gathered in my name, I'm right in the midst of them. God is here. And so when we come to church as God's people, let's come with the knowledge and with the expectancy that God is in our midst, that God is with us, and that God has never, never changed. But anyhow, this was my pre-sermon to the sermon, okay? <laughs> so I'm excited to be with you, and I know that God wants to touch each one of our hearts also this morning. As I was thinking and praying about this service this morning, uh, I felt on my heart to go with us to an old, old, very familiar scripture, which we all know quite well, Psalm 23. But before we go to that, I would like to read another scripture uh, with you. And I know we have it on our screen. It's on Romans chapter 8, starting with the 30 verse, first verse. And we're going to put it on there right away. And it's coming in no time. Romans chapter 8, verse, verse 31, and then 35, and, and so on. And some of you might know it by heart, and so we're getting there. And as we're putting it on the screen, I'll put my glasses on that I can read it better. <laughs> there it is. Okay, it says here, what shall we say about such all these things, if God is for us, who ever, who can ever be against us? Let's see if the next verse. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? 
Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? death? I can say it very loud. No. He is with us. He has never changed. If I look into our world today, I just came back, as I said, from Poland a few weeks ago. We live in California. I think our world is just going through a very, very hard time. There seems to be a cycle of disintegration. Things are falling apart. There's fear. There's anger. There's guilt. We look at the war in the Ukraine. I have seen a bunch of refugees from the Ukraine, Ukraine and Poland. The churches are really uh, helping the, those folks in a wonderful way. But there's a world before us that seems to be falling apart. We talk about transgender situations and all kinds of things. Our children are taught in school at an early age that they can figure out what sex they are. Maybe they want to change it in a few, few weeks or days and then they change it again. And it's a crazy world out there. Our inflation rate is going through the roof. And all kinds of things happen. And when we look at our world, we say, God, where is it going? What is going to happen? I don't know how you feel about your personal life. I don't know how you feel if you in, in your society, in your uh, city here. But I look at all of this and I say, and what is next, Lord? And would I, if I would leave you with this, these thoughts, you would say, boy, I'm more depressed than I came uh, into church. I wonder what, what the message is all about. But we, it says here, what shall we say to all of these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? And this I would like to talk to you about today. God is for us. God is the one who loves us and who cares for us. He is the one who spreads a table in the presence of our enemies. He is the one who cares for each one of us. And so this morning, we walk with the thought, if God is for us, who can be against us? Let's look at Psalm 23, and let's put it on our, our wall here for a moment. You all know it by heart, but let's look at it again. Psalm 23. There it is. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need or I do not want. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. 
even when I walk through the darkest valley or the valley of the shadow of death, I will not be afraid. I fear no evil, for you are with me. You are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a table, I like to read there, for, for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me with, by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows, runs over with blessings. Surely your goodness and your mercy, your unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. The Lord is my shepherd. He says, I will prepare a table before you. He will prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And today we want to look for a moment at this table. We want to look and see how good our God is. You know, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. It doesn't say, the Savior is my shepherd. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. If it's Savior, that means, well, he's the fire insurance. He's the one who brings me to heaven. And that's great. That's wonderful. But there's more in our relationship with Jesus. He is the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. That speaks of leadership. That speaks of a relationship with God. It's not just he is just helping me out, but I have a relationship. I have a time to walk with Jesus. He directs my life. He is the Almighty One. We were saying just a moment before about the name of the Lord, how mighty, how strong He is. Then it says, at your name, the mountains shake and crumble. At your name, the oceans roar and tumble. At your name, angels will bow to the earth, will rejoice. And your people cry out, Lord of all the earth, we shout your name. Filling up the skies with endless praise. At your name, the mountains shake and crumble. This is our God. Amen. Woo. Yes. <laughs> this is our God. He is God, our righteousness. He is the God who satisfies us. He is Jehovah Shalom, the Lord of our peace. He is there. He heals. He provides. Yes. And he is the good shepherd. And there we see that this table, this is spread before us, is a powerful table. It has so much for us because God the Lord puts his name on that table. He is the everlasting, almighty God. And somebody says, when you understand the power of the table, then you understand the blessings of the table. When you understand the power of the table, you understand the blessings of the table. Verse 1 says, 
I shall not want. Let's put it on again. Verse 1 on Psalm 23. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. That means every need is met. That means God is here for each one of us. And if we think about our need, and I think we all brought needs today, if you even maybe even close your eyes and say, what is my need? There's one answer over that. God is there to fill out every need according to his riches and glory. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I will have all I need. I'm excited about that. And then in verse 2 it says, He lets me, he makes me lay down in green pastures or green meadows. You know, I think back to the time when I was a little kid. Lived in a smaller community next to a large city. And so I had my bicycle and once in a while I took my bicycle down, was riding my bicycle down to a nice beautiful meadow. meadow. Long grass. And then I, sometimes I just put my bike, bicycle on the side of the road, ran into the grass, laid down. And I can't remember this still. Butterflies were flying. Bees were hum humming around. The wind was blowing through the nice long grass. And I said, wow, this is beautiful. I can still sm almost smell the smell of the grass. The sun was shining. What a wonderful time just to be there in nature. But it says, and he says, he will bring me to green pastures. There where I'm worn out, when I'm tired, where I say, oh God, how do I face the next day? God says, come on, let's go to the green meadow. Let's have the sunshine of my presence shine upon you. Let's, the the, my love just reinvigorate you. This is my shepherd. This is the one who says, I care for your emotional needs. I care for your spiritual needs. I know who you are and what you need right now. He makes me lie down, also it says, besides still waters. He gives me rest. For body, mind, spirit, my whole being. He invigorates my faith and he gives me direction. He is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Well, let's go to the next verse. Verse 3. Verse 3 says... He restores my soul, my mind, my emotions. Even when I have screwed up, and we all screw up sometimes, don't we? Sometimes we do missteps. That's a better word than screwing up. We misstep. That sounds much better, doesn't it? <laughs> we misstepped. Okay. We screwed up. 
And God doesn't say, oh, well, so much for you. I can't use you anymore. You're out of the picture. Nah. Sorry, I misjudged you, but you're not good anymore. Can't do it with you anymore. I have never seen God doing something like this. My God is a God who rescues, who saves, and who restores. He, I rest restore. He restores my soul. And he leads me on the path of righteousness. Wow. There we try very hard to be righteous people. Do the good thing. Do the right thing. But it says the path of righteousness. We are walking on the path. But anyhow, wait a minute. Let's go back for a moment. There we are. Did you ever do this in school? Get to a, a girl or a guy, slap him on the shoulder, on the back, and this poor kid doesn't know what's happening. You slap the big sign on the back, kick me. And then everybody comes. He says, what, what, why are you doing this to me? What, what's wrong? He doesn't know that the sign is there, kick me. The devil does that. He comes and he says, kick him. Bring up all the old memories. Bring all the things, all the sin which is forgiven. All that that's long gone and out of my memory. Covered with the blood of Christ. And he brings it up. Kick him, kick him, and kick him. And we say, ouch, ouch, ouch. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, devil, you're right. No. My sins are forgiven. Covered with the blood, I stand before Christ in his righteousness and in his forgiveness. He leads me on the path of righteousness. He leads me, the King of kings and the Lord of lords says, you are my child and I am with you and I am for you. If one the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, if any man is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old things have passed away. All things have become new. Being a Christian is not just a matter of getting something, but it's a matter of being someone. As Christians or somebody said, is not simply a person who gets forgiveness, who gets to go to heaven, who gets the Holy Spirit, who gets a new nature. A Christian, in terms of our deepest identity, is a spiritually born child of God, a divine masterpiece, a citizen of heaven, being born again, transformed into something as has never existed before. You are a child of the living God. And somebody also said, it's not what you do as a Christian that determines who you are. It is who you are that determines what you do. Think about that. It is 
Why? Because somehow I didn't want to let anybody know, but I was a little bit scared. <laughs> I was a little bit scared. And even I walked through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. The Lord is the, my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, you can whistle sometimes during the week. And you can say sometimes, huh, eh, maybe I might feel this way or that way. But the Lord is the light of my salvation. The Lord is with me. Whom shall I fear? Of whom shall I be afraid? I love what the, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1 verse 7. He has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love. And of a sound, saved mind. You know what it says? Somebody said, there was a situation. Fear knocked on the door. Faith opened up the door. And nobody was there. I like that. I like that. Faith opened the door. And fear My time is running out. <laughs> Very quickly. We are not governed by fear. We are governed by faith. We are governed by the one who makes all things happen. In the beginning, God created. Out of nothing, he created the world. We serve the same God, this God who can do anything, the God who makes things happen, like this leg that stuck out all of a sudden and then moved back, and the lady was happy. <laughs> I serve a God who makes things happen. I do not have to fear. But I can walk in joy in all the ifs and buts of life, in all the things that happen these days. I know my God is for me. And who can be against me? Very quickly, one more thing. As we go, go through uh, Psalm 23, it says that he anoints my head with you know what the story about the shepherd in the olden days in Israel? When the sheep came back to the stable, the sheep, the shepherds were standing at the end, was standing at the entrance of the of the stable, and he examined each head of the sh each sheep, the sheep, the head of each sheep. He put the head of the sheep in his hands and he looked and there were scratches there were thorns or something uh, that was lodged during the whole day into the head of the sheep he cleaned it out and then there, if there was a wound he poured some oil 
unto the head of the sheep. I like it and it says, he anoints my head with oil. He doesn't say he anoints all of the sheep's head with oil. That tells me, it talks to me about intimacy. God knows my name. And so he says, well, sheep, how are you doing today? I know you're hurt a little bit. And some things look a little scruffy today. And there are some things which yeah, you got, got a little bit hurt. Let me put oil on it for healing. And then the Bible says, uh, it said that the shepherd had a big, big bucket of fresh, cold water. After you put oil on it, he took the ladle and he gave a big, big gulp of fresh, cold water to each of the sheep. Refreshing. Ah, it's good to be with the shepherd again. He anoints my head with oil. He refreshes me. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Never ending. Ah, it continues. And I shall be in the house of the Lord oh, for a few days, for a few nice moments. No, forever and ever and ever and ever. This is my shepherd. This is my life. He loves me. He cares for me. He is for me. And he is never, never, never against me. The Lord, he is my shepherd. I shall not want. And he prepares, he has prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Oh, it's good to be with and he cares. And he cares for each one of us today. He cares if you have a need. Or maybe you don't know the shepherd. Maybe you just heard about the shepherd. Maybe you just thought, well, it's great to be with the shepherd. But what does that mean? Do you have a relationship with the shepherd? Do you know him? Do you know that he loves, that he cares? Do you know that you can have a life that is so fulfilling that it's not just for here, but for eternal, forever. A life that is so fulfilling. A life that makes such a difference because if surely goodness and mercy follows you, wow. Wow. You have so much to give also to other people. You can be such a person that blesses a city beyond your, your possible dreams. So do you know the shepherd? Do you know him? Or do you have a need? Do you know that he fills out every need according to your riches in glory? Well, our time is up. Let's stand. Let's close our eyes for a moment. Let's pray together. Unless we have closed our eyes, as we are 
standing in God's presence this morning, I was like just to like to give you a chance and an opportunity to say, Lord Jesus, here I am. I want to give my life to you. Maybe you don't know Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior. So then I would like you to just come, take a moment, and so that I can pray for you, I would like you just, as we're all closing our eyes and praying, I would like to pray for you and that God becomes your, your Savior, your Lord, your Master, giving you life, forgiveness of sin. Somebody here who wants to take this step this morning, would you just lift your hand when you, would you just do that? Anybody here? Okay. Is there anybody here who would say this, this morning, I have a need, physical need in my body, my spirit, a need in my finances, need in my family? Would you just lift your hand that I can pray for you? Yes, thank you, thank you, yes. Yes, I see a number of hands going up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Just keep your hand up for a moment. Let's just pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you. Thank you for this moment we have in your presence. A moment, oh Lord God, where we say, you are our good shepherd. You care, you love, you are for us, you are not against us. Oh Lord, we say your word over all of this today. If God is for us, who can be against us? Lord, I pray that you would fill out every need, Lord. You know the hands which have been lifted up today. Physical needs, Lord, family needs, emotional needs financial needs, needs in regards to jobs and relationships. Father, I pray that you would just come. Come and pour your oil upon these situations. Touch every heart. Touch, O oh Lord God, every life. Touch every body, I pray. Let healing virtue flow through every body, I pray. And let your presence let your presence come as your people reach out to you. Lord, I thank you and I praise you. Oh Lord, and if there's a heart that says, I want to receive you as my Lord and Savior, you hear this cry right now and you touch that heart and you move in and you change that life. I praise you, I worship you, and I thank you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.